listening to Flawless Noises Media Network Production. Welcome back to another episode of the Ratchet Ramblers Podcast, presented to you by Flawless Noises Media. I am one of your hosts. I am Jeremy. I go by Black Dante on Twitter. Uh, Instagram, Silky Johnson, even though I might be changing that soon. And Facebook, good to hear. Look, everybody. And I'm joined by. Uh, hey, everybody, it's Candace. Uh, you can find me on all social media, not so newlywed PC. Or my AKA is this nigga Jeremy, only log into Facebook once every two months. <laughs> <laughs> but we have a special guest today. I'm going to let her introduce herself. Um, because she was like, I want to talk about the Bell Collective. And I was like, okay, cool. Come on. So. <laughs> Hello, everyone. I am LaRonda. I go by LaRonnie on Twitter. And yeah, I had some thoughts. Um, my, just as back there, my family's actually from Mississippi, my grandparents. So I thought, let me just go in and jump in. Yes. Thank you for joining us. Um, network announcements. I don't think we have. Oh, we do. We do. We do have some. Um, we had a new show premiere today, Being Free with Simone podcast. She's talking about her journey to self-healing. And, you know, we're looking forward um, to, to hearing about that. A lot of women, especially Black women, don't have a space to talk about self-healing. And so we're very excited um, for that to be on our network where we have a lot of black women and so yeah go check that out um but we're gonna get into it because we have a good lineup um the bell collective premiered friday and mm, yeah i have opinions on that but before we get there we're gonna start with real housewives of atlanta bravo why y'all playing in our face it's so boring. Um, that is a real question. Y'all are playing in our face, and I have no idea why. Because the show is dry, it's terrible, and y'all should be doing way better after 13 seasons. Like, way better. And this Resume. episode... <laughs> I'm not going to hold you. This... I don't care about none of this shit. I'm, I ain't even going to lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> this episode it is very dry this episode um we get to the surprise engagement party that kenya is throwing for cynthia and mike hill because she almost ruined their engagement and the lie that mike hill and cynthia was going to a fundraiser where president-elect joe biden was gonna be there girl why, who the fuck believes that and they really believed it. That was the shocking part. Even after they found out it was a lie, they were so let down. Like, we thought we were meeting Biden. Really? I'm not saying it's not possible, but he not coming to just exclusively meet you guys in Atlanta. That's, that's my jo, thing. Not jo, to be funny, but don't who even the, know what real housewives is. Not to be funny, but who the fuck is y'all? Hello? I I'm Lord, forgive me, but who the fuck is y'all? I ain't no love me. That. No, you said it right. Who the fuck is them? Who the fuck is y'all that on his campaign trail? He wants to come meet with two motherfuckers who won't even follow COVID protocols. <laughs> is part. y'all dead ass? 
And if he did meet with them, it would be a lot more marketing behind it because he would want the world to know like, hey, I'm meeting with these black people. It wouldn't be a private, I want to meet them privately and hang out for what? Let me tell you something. As much as these niggas pounder, you think they wouldn't be like, hey, we got these recognizable, well, asterisk on recognizable, recognizable black women to talk. Like, nigga, if they gonna pounder, they gonna do it right. Ain't nobody come to see y'all asses. Nobody is coming to see a washed up um, supermodel <laughs> and Mike Hill who sit his ass on Twitter arguing with people all goddamn day. No, no, literally nobody. I mean that from the bottom of my black ass heart. Ain't nobody coming to see you, Otis. Exactly. <laughs> and remember that. Before Don't we nobody know there, who you is. Nobody know you. Cynthia goes lingerie shopping with Kenya and Latoya and Kenya is sending nudes to Latoya, and it's weird. Side note, did you um, notice they tried it on and not all of them bought something? So y'all just putting it all up your stuff, you know? Buying it. I have, I get triggered by that, because the last time I pointed out somebody was trying on a swimsuit and putting their bare pussy in it, Twitter tried to drag me for filth, and the bitch ended up being a racist. So I... <laughs> I have PTSD. I was about that. to say shit. That, that sound that shit that when I watched it, I was like, this this look like some Twitter shit. It is. It's disgusting. In a pandemic, you know, on Twitter. top of that. In a Pandarosa. Um, Kenya trying too hard. Kenya trying too hard to feel like she overmarked, she over her marriage. She trying to have a whole phase. But this the thing, Miss Mamas, you are like 58. You don't you can just heal and go about your fucking business. You don't have to do what younger women do when they go through a tumultuous breakup. You can just move on and heal quietly and raise your daughter and, and shut the fuck up. And like, you like trying 50. to prove that you Yeah, she trying to prove she young, wild, and free. And the thing she, is, you are old. She 56 trying to act like she Laura Harvey. She's trying to have a whole phase with Toya. Is that her name? Toya. And I, <laughs> And yeah, that was confusing me. Like, so y'all trying to mess around or what? It, what's going on? Because it doesn't come off as. Don't nobody believe you like pussy, Kenya. Nobody, and not even to be funny. But even when Lori Harvey stopped dating a nigga, all she do is wipe her Instagram clean and go on about her goddamn day being fine. We don't. We don't see her kissing bitches and talk about sending her friends new. Next thing you know, she pop up with the next fine rich nigga, and that's just the end of the conversation. Kenya, you doing too much, and I wish you would take all that energy that you putting into um, being a uh, faux bisexual and go to fucking therapy. Yeah, you bitches faux sexual. Get like, leave us alone. Leave us alone because every time in previous seasons where there's been some talk of bisexual behavior, like the stuff with um Candy and um Portia, you was acting shocked and appalled. Like nobody who is sucking and fucking before Kenya. Now all of a sudden you now all of a sudden you like, oh well I could I mean skipping ahead a little bit. Oh, if I just had sex with Candy, that would just be the first thing ever. Girl, the last time they was talking about bisexuality, you had to like motherfucking um what's the lady name? What's the what's the what's the lady name? Um uh, Kim Burrell. You was acting like Kim Burrell last time. So what the fuck is <laughs> what the so what the fuck is the difference now, Kenya? If you stop playing about goddamn face. 
Leave me the hell alone, can you? That's all searching for a damn storyline. She had the opportunity, I think. It's just you want to put the, I mean, the divorces out here. You could have been going to therapy so people can see kind of how you deal with the, because the divorce, obviously, you're not taking it well. Your face looks terrible. And not just the acne, like it looks tired. Droopy. Puffy. You're ugly. You ain't that cute. Your hair is uneven. <laughs> You look dusty. You look, you look, you look dusty. <laughs> Leave us alone, okay? Ain't nobody who's sucking and fucking on pussy acting the way you acting. You trying too hard to prove that you would like to be somebody's pillow princess, and instead of just saying that, <laughs> you don't know about your goddamn day. You you being extra, and we don't like it. A lot of grandstanding. Okay, Get your tired skin ass, your elasticity gone. You're doing <laughs> a lot. <laughs> you're doing. You're doing a lot of clit standing, Kenya. Ooh, <laughs> the elasticity is gone. Um, that's from being so ugly inside. Um, true. But you got to take that up with your Lord and Savior, not us, bitch. Leave us alone. Thank you so much. Um. We get to this party. First of all, can I ask, and, and maybe I'm the, the idiot here, but when you tell somebody that you having a surprise engagement party, isn't the expectation that people get there on time? Correct. Well, no one knew. They should have had a separate group chat letting them know, like, hey, guys, get here early because this is actually a surprise party for Cynthia and Mike Hill. You had everybody under the impression it was just some surprise secret that they can stroll into. It's a wonder people was late. Portia walked in what two hours late. No, Portia was Portia was like an hour late. It was a uh, Latoya that was ninety minutes late. Oh, that was um, cool. yeah. Why can you? Why everything you do, you do haphazardly. Don't when they walked in why? and they was looking around, that was so embarrassing. Y'all really messed up the surprise. The only time can you yeah. doing anything right is when she's trying to be shady. Just everything haphazard because, yeah, I've been invited to surprise parties before and definitely in a in a conversation separate from the guest of honor is it's definitely been like, hey, can everybody needs to get here by 630 because the guest of honor going to be here by 645 or seven. You know what I'm saying? Some shit like that. So yeah. it was just like, well, can you just help get people here? First of all. Candy got mouth any other time until Kenya roped her into some bullshit. I wouldn't have been hosting shit. And Kenya know people don't like her. That's why she got Candy to attach her name to it. Mm-hmm. Nobody would have showed up. Cynthia and Mike Hill walked in and they they were gracious enough to act surprised and excited. But I know they was like, girl, what the fuck is this? No, thank you. Cynthia and um, Mike Hill walked halfway into the damn establishment before they even realized they were there. So there's also that issue. Well, y'all didn't even notice when they walked the fuck in the door. It was a it was a farewell. They was looking like how engagement party. They were looking like Nene was. Ooh, child, the ghetto. If you if you wanted to. Make up for almost ruining their engagement. You could have just contributed to their honeymoon fund, child. Um, aside from that, again, I don't 
I, I know I'm this person now and I'm okay with being this person, but every time y'all do something stupid in relation to, to COVID, I want to, I want to talk about it because the goddamn party planner talking about everybody tested negative for COVID. So it's, it's safe to not have masks on. What are y'all doing? And I'm a little bit shocked that Bravo even showing that shit. I thought they would have cut it out because these, these people have not followed any form of a COVID protocol yet as this season is going on. Y'all are careless. Y'all are trifling. You can literally get a COVID test. It could be negative, And the next day you can contract COVID. And that test means absolutely nothing. But at least y'all didn't have them stupid ass plastic shields on with no oh mask underneath. And then they usually take upwards. The damn shit. At least y'all gonna at least y'all gonna get COVID and, and get it with your chest, I guess, if if that's anything. Or get it in your uh, chest. Well, uh Cynthia asked Candy and Kenya to be bridesmaids. So again, in the middle of a pandemic, this woman who is on marriage number two, but ceremony number three, because remember her and Peter had that vow renewal. Um, it's having bridesmaids for your third wedding ceremony. One, two, three, three. The number of the day is three and you are over 50 and you're acting like you're a first time bride and it's fucking weird to be carrying on like this in the middle of a health crisis. And Candy, you a goddamn whole fool for even agreeing. You got a newborn baby at home. Mm. You got a toddler at home. And guess which guess which demographic of kids have been the ones predominantly dying from COVID? Black kids, black babies, black toddlers, black teenagers. Y'all are so fucking stupid. This the same fucking candy who had a meltdown about it's my my pleasure at fucking Chick Fil A. <laughs> I'm, we need to get on your motherfucking head about how irresponsible you have been in this pandemic. <laughs> you wanted to get a teenager fired from Chick Fil A for not saying my pleasure, but you have yet to follow COVID protocol one time while you got little kids at home and an old ass mama who look like Charlie Wilson. <laughs> Can to be like my pleasure, my COVID. She's already so stretched too nerd. damn thin. So why are you committing to something else? You don't need to do anything else. You got two small kids. You got a daughter going off to college. You don't need to be part of a wedding. Weddings take a lot of energy and time. Time she don't have. That's what Todd was telling her last season, that she need to slow down. Like, wasn't that like, a whole... Wasn't that whole focal point of her going to therapy? Well, them going to therapy, her finding out that she needs to like slow the hell down because one, she made the money, two, that money ain't going no goddamn well no time soon, and three, she can afford to just relax because she got a lot going on. Yes, and can we talk about how disinterested Todd looked at being at this event? (laughs) <laughs> he, he was watching the game i think the celtics game if i was he yeah, was, he on was his watching iPad. the game on his phone or some shit Todd was like i'm just here because i got to be <laughs> Todd was like i don't give a fuck about none of this shit <laughs> just leave us alone 
please. Candy, leave us. You got leave us alone. But congratulations, Riley. Yes. But that's I don't got nothing else. Um good for Riley getting away from y'all crazy asses for a little while. Ooh. And Ace was pissed because he looked like the person that really be taking care of him was leaving. Man. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> Hello, let's talk about it. He broke down. He said, I want to go with Riley. <laughs> go with Riley. He said, why? <laughs> Ace was like, Ace was don't like, leave me here. He basically told his sister, to yeah, right? <laughs> with these crazy people. Yeah, he basically put out an SOS signal. Help. <laughs> Help me. <laughs> Somebody Help please. Me. Nigga, please do not leave Why me Riley here. Why not know how to clean up a goddamn bathroom? I didn't understand that not one bit. Rich black kids. Dodge cans beat me to it. Rich black kids. Um, remember at the beginning of the season when Candy was talking about how it take her days to do laundry because the bitch don't do it for real. It just pile up and pile up, and they buy new clothes, and the housekeeper come and clean the house. That little girl don't have no domestic skills. I no. guarantee you that. The no. most she the most she know how to do is use DoorDash to order her and Ace some food when she being the second mama in the house. Um, that little girl don't have no domestic skills. She ain't never cleaned up after herself a day in her damn life. And Candy don't make her. Cause you see, one thing about Mama Joy, she don't play. And you saw her looking at her uh, granddaughter like, excuse me, no, you gonna get down here and learn to scrub this tub. Yeah. Yeah, she, she a typical rich black kid. She ain't used to cleaning up nothing. Uh-uh. I almost was rude. Didn't she say I, her roommate I, was going to do it or something? I said, oh, Lord, help her. Yeah, she. Um, it's not going to be long before Candy having to get her pay extra for her to have a room by herself. Because mm-hmm. I can already tell you, her roommate probably going to hate her. Mm-hmm. He is. Yeah, she probably gonna dislike the fuck out of her. And not to say that Riley is not a, a good kid. She definitely is a good kid. Raised was raised right. Um she wasn't but, raised with no domestic skills. Yeah, she she just wasn't raised like an average child was raised. And that's more Candy's issue than Riley's because kids yeah. gonna only kids do what you make them do for the most part. So there's that. Um I don't know. I don't remember too much. I mean, Drew drew a better woman than I'll ever be. And I know people hate when folks say that, but I wouldn't have been at his daddy funeral and nothing else. I wouldn't have gave a single solitary fuck. For real, for real. Fuck you. Fuck your daddy. Fuck your mama. All y'all fucked up. Uh, Godspeed and God bless. I don't give a fuck about none of that. I just would not have been there. They raised a fuck nigga. <laughs> but and her presence wasn't missed on the show. That's why we need to be honest that they don't have a Nini this season and it's showing. Correct. Like it is truly showing in how dry it is. They have no Nini. And even Portia and Kenya can't manage to beef in a way that is interesting because. Because I truly don't. I don't understand what Kenya expected Portia to do about a surprise party she knew absolutely nothing about that she was uninvited to. 
And I like, know she don't was... think Portia gonna go in on her own sister. Just because nobody likes yeah. you, Kenya, and you don't have family around you that likes you doesn't mean other people gonna throw their sister under the bus. Because I surely wouldn't. Yeah, even if I felt like my sister was wrong, I still would have been on her side. Hello? Just because it's fuck you, Kenya. <laughs> right. You always <laughs> got something negative to say about me, so I don't give a fuck if my sister was right or wrong. It's fuck you in that situation. I just didn't understand what she expected Portia to do. And even Portia was confused. Like, girl, you claim you don't like me. We don't have that great of a relationship. Why would you want to have a conversation about you being uninvited to a party that I knew absolutely nothing about until I walked into the goddamn party? Portia came right out and said, we don't even know where we are. What kind of status, what kind of friendship, if that were on. So how would my sister know? And most people, Lord, when it comes to something private like that, they're not going to take that chance to bring some bad energy to the house. I wouldn't. Lauren did the right thing. And the most exciting part of that engagement party was Candy and Portia singing together. Um, but I definitely feel like Kenya threw that party for herself. That was not about Cynthia and Mike Hill. She needs some company because the bitch lonely. The, the decor, it was an all white, which wasn't bad engagement party who likes all white can you look at her little drag in the, house <laughs> in the middle of the in the middle of fucking summer it's the middle of summer this party happened in the middle of summer you could have threw something a little bit safer because you had the opportunity for it to be outdoors can you can you lonely that's what it is we got to remember, Kenya don't have no family for real. Her own mom does not, did not want her, did not care for her. She don't really have family. She don't have a lot of friends. Um, and it shows. And she broken. And like I said, instead of, instead of pretending like she want to lick the seat of some woman's panties, she need to go to therapy and leave us alone. That old ass crotch rocket. Get it tuned up. We haven't seen Brooklyn at all this season, have we? No. And that could have Mark, something to do with Mark. I was just going to say, I wonder if Mark, as a way to get back at her, told her he won't approve for Brooklyn being on TV. Yeah, I think so. I wouldn't put it past him. And the thing is, in any other circumstance, I would call Mark all type of fuck niggas, but Mark is the hell that Kenya deserves. Yes. Yes. Especially when so, she got him to try to flex on the other girls. Now she up there just looking stupid and ugly. Yeah. So fuck you. Um, prayers up, Mark. Prayers down, Kenya. Um, <laughs> prayers to Brooklyn. She the only one who really needs it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Actually, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. That's that was it for for the the real dry bitches of Atlanta. I don't. It was they, we pulled more out of that than we could have. For nothing. They could have just. Yeah. They didn't have anything. It's not. It's not interesting, and I I don't and I think the ratings are showing that too. Um. So I'm I'm really interested to get to the end of the season and see where they go from here, because I know the ratings aren't doing that well at all. Niggas just Especially watching this shit. No, especially for a franchise where they got some of the highest paid um, cast. Yeah, so. they were just watching this shit out of respect for the longevity of the show because it's not interesting at all. Yeah, we have it's, nothing it's, else to do. It ain't like we going anywhere. Right I did now. also that 
<laughs> also that. Yeah. yeah. Like we in the pantaloons, so we like fuck it, we'll watch it. Um, but that's it. Now we just gonna move on to Houston and hit Ready to Love, um, part one of the reunion and I really hate when they split this part one and part two. I feel like they could have had a two-hour reunion yeah, special. I, for, I really feel like they could have two. And I don't even know that it would have needed to be two hours. It probably could have been 90 minutes. Um, because when they was talking about thing, some of the other people, I didn't care about them. When you got cut early, there was a reason. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was definitely a reason. They had all 20 people there, and I couldn't even remember some of them folks. <laughs> and why would I do want to? I do want to say that I like this show, but maybe change the end goal because it seems like two couples made it to the end and they ain't even together for real. Like so in the previews, we, we haven't talked to, we haven't seen Calfani and Adriana yet. But they didn't show any type of body chemistry that said they are actively together and fucking and dating. Um, Anthony and Winter just started no back communicating again no because chemistry. he must, from from the way Winter said it, and she said it very coded, but we knew what she was saying. He got a bad temper and he flew off the handle at her and she stopped talking to him. My thing with Winter is I want her to stand firm in the red flags that she know is there. And this this has been exhibited all season. She did that with Jay, but she still let him play in her face a little bit. And Anthony, you knew when you stopped talking to him that there was a reason. So she's like, we ran back into each other and we're trying. No. Obviously, the yeah. man got some issues. I said it before. Something was off about him. Some of anybody that says nonchalant and constantly relaxes him, it's a monster lurking underneath. Like it's it's some he too nonchalant, he too laid back. Some off about him, and he like, and then he was lying talking about. So I had my voice elevated like this, and nigga, please, who you think you talking to? Nobody talking at at room level is gonna piss somebody off. Just sitting up there lying and looking stupid. Um, this Alicia chick, she got a lot of kids, don't she? She pregnant now. How many did she say she had before? Two, three? Yes. Two or three? Wasn't it All like three? She and she like she like 40. So that old dude that said that he's the pappy, I was like, yeah. I wouldn't get kiki with that. I wouldn't be kicking with that because that's I know people like is anybody the daddy, but I wouldn't want to be on TV where it's just like playing around like that. You already came to a show pregnant. Yeah, don't don't play with me like that. Yeah, y'all trying not, to be cute, and I'm not trying to be cute with y'all. Yeah, as a woman, they basically like, insinuating you don't know who you your basically. Dad. Yeah, they basically insinuating you left and got pregnant right after. You probably don't know who the daddy is. I was like, mm mm. He like me. Like I got six now, and I was like, I would have shut that down. Like, no, no, no. <laughs> we not gonna do which, that. Which, which is why I feel like, um, why, why was we mad at the Brian dude? 
why was we mad at Brian? Because he was absolutely right. Like, what you moving fast? You got pregnant in like three months. You you got pregnant in three months. What did you want us to do? Child. And then she was like, "Well, he been to my house since the show." Mm-hmm. Um. Okay. Which is even weirder, considering you pregnant now. It it was it was it was strange. Um, but let's get to the to the mess. Simone Winter and Joy. Here's my why did y'all cut the good shit out of a show? Nobody had absolutely any idea that Jay was treating Simone like a late night special. Nobody. Until they rolled the fit footage. Why is that something you would hide? Why not show that? Because I couldn't right. for the life of me figure out why she was so involved in who room Jay was going to. And that's because Jay was playing in her face too. Yeah. yeah. And see, we had opinions about that stuff, but we didn't know the context because they didn't show the damn context. Now we were like, now it's looking like, now Jay looking like a fuck nigga. Man. So Simone wasn't completely wrong. How she handled it was still, uh, girl, you don't have to do that. But yeah. But yeah. she wasn't completely wrong and she was calling out a lot of stuff she was seeing. Right. I and don't them- like how they tried to make it seem like the women were all wrong because Winter, Jay tried the same shit with her. Yeah, and see, they, yeah. Did, they didn't know that. Yeah, I, I definitely... did. What did we say, friend? They they making this show seem like women are losing their mind over men and the men just playing it cool. Meanwhile, behind the scenes, these niggas was, was doing some weirdo shit too. Yeah, yeah. Because we maintain, like, y'all, this is a dating show and y'all should treat this like a dating show. Ain't no rings on these fingers. However... However, when niggas is moving funny, I get why you upset when they moving funny and playing in your face. Now it makes sense, but that's on the show's fault because don't have us up here thinking it's one way, then behind the scenes, niggas is moving funny. We can't call niggas moving funny if we don't see niggas moving funny. Bingo. Because when Brian did that stuff to Alicia... We called him out about it. Like, okay, yeah. if you didn't want yeah. to be bothered, you should have just told her the truth. Yeah. Yeah, we did. What was you finna say, Lerondo, though? Winter, I expected a little more from her with the way she was headstrong before. You were running to his room every night, but letting him act like it was, you know what I'm saying, it wasn't what it was during the day. You, He spent all day with Joy and at night with you. Mm. Isn't she almost 40? I like Winter. Winter was my girl. I was rooting for her. But have you learned nothing? I'm like, this man keep you at night? She insecure. And we we said that too. Like, she got a lot of she got some insecurity issues because again, Jay showed that he was going for, like, Joy was his top pick like, very early in the show. There was no reason for you no matter what he was saying, his actions were saying Joy. Yeah, and she shouldn't have put all her eggs and and tried to put all her eggs. It almost became like, well, I think the whole reason she even picked Anthony, and I've said that when I was watching it, was she didn't want to go home empty-handed. She didn't want to give in that she was nobody's top pick, and it just made the men there weren't for you, and that's okay. That's okay, honey. Just go home. 
Yeah, I, I agree with that. Cause it cause cause them last two that they, they didn't have no goddamn chemistry. None. They didn't have any chemistry. Anthony doesn't have chemistry is, with anybody. I think he's asexual. No, he, he just is a he I'll be honest, he just is attractive. He's nice to look that at. Back. That's all Denise brought out most the most personality he showed us. The, him and Denise had yeah, a little yeah. something more than anybody else to me. I agree too. And I feel like if Denise hadn't got weird as hell, he she would have been his top choice. Denise yeah. got weird with the whole Calfani thing. And one thing yeah. about a man, when his ego get involved, it's not it's not shit you could do after that. Because once his ego got involved and said, oh, you only picking me because this nigga don't want you, I'm good. But he definitely had, in my opinion, the most chemistry with Denise. And if Denise hadn't have been weird and had actually built on what her and Anthony had, I think she would have realized truly instead of just make, playing games that Anthony was a better fit for her. I agree. Did but you I see when they were sitting there on that bitch? They were laughing. They had jokes. Both of them were being way more lighthearted than they were with the other people. I agree. Yeah. And they jumped. They they both like to work out. And then Denise's aggression didn't turn Anthony off. No, because he's he not aggressive. Yeah. That was a relationship right there. Yeah, and then she got weird. She got weird. <laughs> she and took it this too far. Said, this is why I say yeah, Denise, Denise is egotistical and she got some narcissistic tendencies because she felt her and Calfani drifting apart long before this. And I believe I feel like she just took it as she was so competitive. She refused to let the one chick there that she didn't like have him. I don't think it had anything to do with her really loving him, really wanting him, when you you could tell when somebody ain't into you the way they once was. I just believe her ego got in her way and she played herself. I mean, it happened with pretty much was, with all of them. All of them if, went if to it had a, Yeah. If it had been anybody else but Adriana, I don't think Denise would have cared. But once she established she didn't like Adriana, it was like, nah, game on, bitch. You can't have him. Anybody can have him but you, bitch. And she played herself. I agree. And Simone, but Simone is kind of bitter too. And and I, I hate to say this, and I know <laughs> Simone is used to being the prettiest girl in the room. And the way she was coming at Joy was weird because she like, well, y'all sister wives have at it, and blah blah blah. And I was like, okay. You felt like you was way you was better than Joy, better than Joy, and Jay should have definitely picked you over Joy. And so now you just giving her all types of weird aggression for no reason. Because absolutely here's the thing. I'm wondering, I'm like where Joy was at when she told Winter, don't be trying to play two against the middle. Don't be cool with me. Don't be cool with her. And then you trying to keep up some shit. Cause she could have sat Joy and um Winter to the side Winter and down had that conversation. And had that conversation. She, like, Simone was calculated. She went out her way to bring that up to Winter and Winter only. Like, oh, well, Joy and Joy only, should I say. And she expected it to be, she expected Joy and Winter to get into it, is what I believe. And when they didn't, she, like, that's when she turned on all of the, the waterworks and shit. Yeah. I was like, girl, what? Because if and the they would have started beefing, 
in a minute yeah. was a problem. <laughs> if they would have started beefing, she would have slid right in under Jay the way she wanted to. She would have been like, look how messy they being over you. They fighting over you. And you know, we know the game. We know how the game go. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, you the but cause Jay, of the mess. Jay a fuck nigga too. Yeah, he is. He, I, he, he a fuck nigga. Like, he should have told both them, I'm really feeling joy. But if he would have did that, I guarantee you they would have sent his ass home. Yeah. <laughs> They would have got him the hell up out of there if he was truthful with Winter and uh, Simone. They would have sent him the hell on. Like, yeah. Um, but he wanted he wanted Winter and Simone at night. He just didn't want to, like, pursue them during the day. He wanted Joy overall, but Joy probably wasn't going. She wasn't going to know his room at night, in the middle of the night. So he figured, hey, here go Winter throwing herself my way. I'm going to continue it this way and then tell her because she tried to walk away. Remember he said, I think we should spend more time together. He told Simone, Simone the same thing. We need to spend more time together. Yeah. Yep. Which, again, I'm not truly mad because it's a dating game and that's how shit go, but I think he should have just been up front with Joy. Yeah. Like, I really Move do with like attention. you. Yeah, like, I really do like you, but I'm feeling these ladies too. And I, I'm I'm seeing where what chemistry I have with the you three ladies, and seeing where her head was at. Um, Edwin still give me crazy vibes. Um, that motherfucker said he. he I, I think he needs some help, but I like him. Let me tell you something. That motherfucker said he went. He left the show because he fell in love with himself, and he's still looking crazy as a motherfucker. Yeah. He only he, said like, that to save face. He wanted joy, still wants joy, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he definitely playing my goddamn face. You know, I just came in, I just came to this show and I found the greatest love of all. And that love is inside. Boy, uh nigga Houston, if you don't shut the fuck up. Not nigga Houston. He throws that, me I off because he title. looked 40. <laughs> my work is done. <laughs> Thank you so much. Let me put in the showrunners right now. (laughs) No, he he's very handsome to me, but knowing his history, like being a vet, being working for the police and he he got he got too many strong PTSD vibes for me. Yeah, it just it's it's too much. It kind of it kind of it throws me off a little bit. But can I tell you who really rubbed me the wrong way in this reunion? And I don't know if y'all going to be shocked or not. Fucking Alex. Alex rubbed me the wrong way because when she brought up some hearsay about Brian having a baby on the way, why do you care? You made it blatantly known that you were completely turned off by Brian by the time he left the show. Why are you sitting up here bringing up unfounded rumors? You didn't know this nigga when you got there. So who the fuck called you and told you he might have mm-hmm. a baby on the way or he got a baby on the way. That was really weird to me. If I don't fuck with you like that, I don't care what you got going on in your personal life at that point. It's not my business. Once I decide I'm good on you, I'm good on you. I don't need to hear no rumors, no gossip, or no mess about you. So I never really liked Alex. 
I don't know if you guys saw my tweets, but I said something about her is not right. And I thought it was just her having PTSD from a domestic violence situation, which I'm not at all making light of. And I said, maybe she's just still trying to come out her shell. But the way she moved was weird to me. I didn't think a dating show was good for her and her personality. It just didn't work. And the reunion made it even worse because again... You went out of your, first of all, every time you had an opportunity to be honest with Brian about where the chemistry was, you could not stand up in your shit and tell him. Um, then when and we then get to the reunion. Said, did you hear, I, I think I tweeted you this. I said, she said, oh, well, he said we hung out a few times since the show. So why are you hanging out with somebody mm. that you that wanted you nothing think to so do with? poorly of. That you think so poorly of the it was it was just really weird to me. Um, and again, like I, I not making light. We know that domestic violence relationships and the after effects of them, it, it takes women a long time and men. I'm say that it takes women and men, anybody in the DV relationship who is the victim, it takes them a long time to heal from that mentally and emotionally. However, like you said, Ronnie. She ain't had no business on this goddamn show. No. Because she was able to be honest behind his back and not in his face. And you even get on this reunion and y'all still speak, talk, y'all cool, y'all hung out. And then here you go talking about- Trying to throw him under the bus. From, he hid some things that he should have brought up. Like he got a baby on the way. She, what? She hit him with that. You are hiding a child. <laughs> And he up there like that is just absolutely not true. And to me, my thing is, I've been to Houston. Houston big than a motherfucker. True. And if they can get 20 people together, of which out of that 20, only two had ever actually interacted, who did you get the hearsay from? Who do you know that knows Brian that well that, that they called you up and be like, girl, he got a baby on the way. Like, come on, why even, what are you checking doing? Checking on him. Why do you, so you've been checking yeah. into his background and stuff. And for what? For why? Because you a fucking weirdo. And speaking of weirdos, Denise. I've been waiting for this. Let's go. First of all, I'm so, did, am I slow or did we not, did she say that speech on the episode that actually aired? Because I don't remember it. I don't think they showed it until now. They they didn't okay, show that. Okay. I thought I was tripping. Because let me tell you, when they played it, the look of confusion on Joy's face, me and me and Mike was watching it and Mike was like, uh, she ain't say that shit because she looking confused like who the fuck said that? <laughs> <laughs> And she wasn't gonna say anything, I think, but when they replayed it, it was just like, I gotta speak because this is this is too weird. And this is my sister. Who and we gonna and part two of the reunion, they're gonna uh bring Adriana and Denise finally gonna duke it out. Um, but I can't help but to remember how hard she went to paint Rashid as a, a narcissist, and me and me and Ronnie was talking about it in the pregame. Like we both thought he was corny at first, mm -hmm. um, but I never got narcissist vibes from him. And mm -hmm. he turned out to actually be one of the most genuine people on the show. I think and, I, and I definitely feel like he got the short end of the stick 
but I also think he should be glad that Adriana didn't choose him because she was not ready for what he was ready for. Um, yeah. You know what? He asked the right questions too because when he, when Alex expressed that she liked him too, when she was just trying to hold on to somebody before she got sent home, he asked her when she brought up the domestic violence situation, which she brought up five minutes into your date with him, and this is what you bring up, which I'm not going to fault you, but again, you're leading with that. It was a little weird. And he asked her nicely, he said, do you think you are past that? And she said, yeah. He said, are you sure? She said, uh, I am, I am. And I think he picked up a vibe that she still needed some work to do. Mm-hmm. I agree with that, Ronnie. And Rashid just did that with everybody because he realized later that love wasn't for him. That's why he started saying, hey, I'm going to start backing out. It's not for me. I've been trying. I keep trying. It's not working. Yeah, he got the shoot in the stick and they, they played in his face. Yeah. They, um, I'm, 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 this is a Rashid staying account. Um, he, he really showed himself not to play any games. Um, he gave women a fair chance, but mm-hmm. he was also honest with them. He wasn't playing in nobody's face. And I just remember how hard Denise went to call him a narcissist and paint him similar to the man who, kidnapped and abused her which i don't even know if i believe that based on this shit she did here um first of all let me say this denise is a very pretty woman she got skin like godiva chocolate it's just a shame such a stupid bitch is in such a beautiful It is truly a shame such a weirdo bitch is living in such a beautiful shell. Like, because, come on, I mean, we, the women on that show in general, I thought they were all pretty attractive, right? Yeah. I thought the show had some beautiful women. Um, but she, she's, to me, her bone structure, her build, the athletic build, the short hair, even her sense of style on the show, I paid attention to all of it. That's why I was so disappointed when she was getting so weird with Calfani because other men wanted your attention. Yeah. yeah, because it's the dating show. She was on a reunion. Her hair looked good. That dress looked good against her skin. Her skin was smooth and silky. We got to remember, we looking at these folks in HD. Yep. And makeup only going to do but so much. Her skin was twinkling and glistening. And this bitch is sitting up here being a complete bozo and weirdo. You gave a whole speech um, a, that you claim this girl told you to tell the cast. And I, I'm glad I didn't see it in real time. Because when I was watching it, I was like, I don't remember Joy and Denise even being that close. Ever. Like if if anybody would have said something, it would have been Jay or Winter, because Joy and Winter were really cool, yep. and they never really took it, got weird with each other about Jay, which is why I think Jay a fuck nigga and didn't have to play in Simone and Winter's face, because Joy wasn't jealous, because it was mad niggas vying for Joy. Because it's a dating show. She never got weird, so. I was like, huh, when I'm listening. And then they show Joy face and Joy like, huh, what the fuck? And then Joy like, yeah, I never spoke to Denise. I never said any of that. I don't know why she did that. And when the host was like, maybe your intentions was good, but you were totally out of line. 
and you were totally out of line, Denise. It was fucking weird. Who does that? I'm I'm letting my friends chime in because I know Jeremy got something to say. Um, Denise, let me tell you something. You are weird. You are not ready for love. You need to be ready to be on somebody's couch. Well, no, not not because it's a pandemic. Uh, you need to be on somebody's Zoom call with a licensed professional because you got issues. You cannot date, love, court, no goddamn body properly right now because you do weirdo shit like this. And you are going to do nothing but waste somebody's time and potentially scar them and break their heart like like you did on this show, like we saw. Um, you see other women as obstacles instead of sisters um, when a man is involved. Um, you are very narcissistic. Um, you are very controlling. You are very manipulative. And I don't have, no, I don't have any good things to say about you. Um, may, may your soul suffer. And <laughs> God damn. <laughs> <laughs> and may you and after this reunion may you get out of my face and out of my goddamn um spill of reality tv on um, viewing that's all i have to say okay seek help yeah. that's what i have to say seek help listen okay. talk space is available use promo code read <laughs> because if you feel like someone has to speak through you when they didn't ask you to you need all the help you don't need a man you need help okay okay that was all i had i'm looking forward to part two um i don't know i really am enjoying um having new guests on um you guys will hear ronnie while i'm on maternity leave so that's like that's a that's a plus um god damn well, y'all dragged her. Shit. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, we uh, go, go head over to Mississippi. <laughs> Am oh, I come on. That's it? not the worst thing I done said. Come on. N- nigga, may, it may your soul suffer. Like, it was with the, the, the sincerity. And it was Ronnie backing you up like, yup. Yeah, may it <laughs> suffer, bitch. Yeah, so yours suffer. Um, you love key um, wish out of eternal damnation, no lie. No lie. I mean, no lie. Not body suffer. That means it keeps going. It doesn't nigga end. put her in purgatory. <laughs> <laughs> nigga said, bitch, you out you out of here. Eternal damnation, bitch. Crate crazy bitch. <laughs> I mean, it's what she deserved. That shit remind me of roses when they be like goofy bitch, <laughs> silly bitch, <laughs> crazy hoe, <laughs> fuck your soul. <laughs> um, my favorite network that was totally anti-reality show that is completely reality show <laughs> premiered a new reality show. Yeah, that's shade. Mm-hmm. Um, on premiered the Bell Collective Friday. And I'm a, I'm gonna mention it every time we talk about the own show because we remember all them dry ass news and criminal shows that was on the own network when it first premiered. It took um, a while for them to find their lane. It took quite a while. Yeah, Oprah wanted it to be some beacon of Ray and Sunshine and informative bullshit. 
But now that's just a, that's a network of trash, and I'm okay with that. I'm totally okay with it. I'm totally okay with Eon Love being trashed on there. I'm totally okay with Love and Marriage. I'm totally okay with the Bell Collective. I'm totally okay with all those goddamn Tyler Perry shows and movies and all Listen, that shit that come on there. The, the 50 plus club love them some have or have nots. Love. Me, hello. That's the Tom Jones special right there. Hello. So, I mean, it's shade, but it's not shade because you did what you had to do to get your coin and keep your network on the air because nobody That's wants to audience. be known for having nobody wants to be known for having a failed TV network. Yeah. Um, you just didn't have to so, lie and carry on to be performing yeah, to you, get the you, miss on there. You could have just embraced it. You could have embraced it because but this will happen when when black people get money and then they start to act like blackness is a monolith because it is so much trash white reality TV on TV. If you really look into it, and I'm talking about they give folks a chance to have shows who really don't deserve to have shows uh, like Honey Boo Boo and Mama June and them. The goddamn yep. husband was is yep. a goddamn sexual predator. Mm-hmm. Mama June's show still coming on and the bitch <laughs> was on meth in the last season of her show. And this season that's starting in March, which it may end up on Ratchet Reloaded. It's called Mama June uh, The Redemption. Because the bitch going to be trying to get sober after spending a year on crystal meth. The bitch teeth fell out in every goddamn thing. Okay? She so, just walk- blackness... <laughs> hey, she's just walking around being like... <laughs> <laughs> she probably was storming the Capitol. <laughs> you know she was. Her, her guns. Everything. Honey Boo Boo still over there built like a clump everything it just is what it is blackness is not a monolith there's some space for us on tv to have trash shows because we do get a lot of good black tv should we get you know we got good black tv good black movies oprah is rich we need escapism bitch we don't have no money so this is our way of relaxing after a long work day right we ain't got no motherfucking i want to see people life who way more fucked up than mine (laughs) And that's just the black ass truth. Yeah, that's why I watch Love at the Lockup. Because it's it's not the money that make you better than people. Because as we see on these shows, these people have access and money and they are still super fucked up people. Just who go through super fucked up shit and have super fucked up relationships. They toxic, they problematic, and they fucking stupid. And I mean, it's it's relatable to a lot of people because a lot of people are in fucked up situations and they don't realize it. Until yeah, they see okay. themselves in somebody else on TV. I'm gonna be honest. No, you ain't you ain't telling no lies here. Come on, Ronnie. Come on, Ronnie Van Zant. <laughs> Ronnie fix my life. <laughs> 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 um but the Bell Collective follows the lives of it's five women, right? Five four. Four, right? Four. Is it four or five? Let me pull it up. Um, it follows the lives of four or five well-to-do black women born and raised in Jackson, Mississippi. Except for the dentist. She's not oh, from Oh, the there. dentist is not from there. Okay. Um, and I like it. What I but what what I don't like about it is this show is gonna show us what happens when black women date down, especially super successful black women when they date down, because 
in the previews, as we saw in the first episode, as we saw in the previews for the season going forward, these women's biggest downfall is the men that they love. Yep. It's the niggas that they lay with, the men they have kids with. It's not one good spouse on that show. Not one from what we've seen so far. Okay, it is five of them. Um, so let's go ahead and uh get into it. So <laughs> um we first we meet uh so we have Dr. Antoinette Lyles, who is a black dentist. She is in the process of opening up her own practice. And she is newly divorced and she is hiding the fact that she is divorced because in the South, they treat divorced women like they are the plague. Um, Same as we see in in Salt Lake City, how the Mormons do about divorced women. Um, Mm -hmm. First of all, these women are beautiful. She is gorgeous. It's always nice to see um, another you know, to see a black doctor on there to that's keeping money in in communities that is I don't know much about Jackson, Mississippi. Does it have a really large black population? Well, it has a black mayor. That says a lot, being that it's Mississippi and Nate. Yeah. From what I hear, it's a strong hold. I mean, you have from what I've always well, remembered, yeah. it's very black, that part of Mississippi, which I mean Mississippi as a whole is very black. It's just we don't see it because it's very red. It's a red state controlled by the races. True. Um, just because when when um, we meet the radio, um, the radio host Tamber Cherie, um, she, you're right. The mayor is on, and they drop a statistic that says, you know, the Jackson, Mississippi. Fine. I would also like to point yeah, that out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jackson, Mississippi has some has one of the most successful Black women populations. Um, so that, that says a lot to me. And I guess one of the things I do like about this show is it's time for us to start seeing cities outside of the main ones with, with successful black people. Um, we see Atlanta, we, we see Houston, we see parts of California, parts of New York and, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah, I saw a tweet where somebody Um, said, I wish people would stop trying to make it like the South is popping. But a lot of Black people live in the South, so they deserve to see exposure, too. Whether we think of them, there's more to Mississippi, and I'm guilty of this, too. I mean, I'm from Chicago, so even with family, I'm like, man, it's Southern down there, it's country. But they deserve to show what they have going on down there. If you believe the South is not popping, you don't listen to music much, because the South has dominated music for decades at this point. Like, the South has influenced music fashion um a whole lot of stuff even if we look at you know the the evolution of video vixens real big ass is that coming I mean, that's a southern thing yep that's a southern thing women built cornbread thick that's a that's all coming from the south where that's embraced mm-hmm. so so it's like i don't we we got to stop sleeping on the south yep. because a lot of what is in the now came from the South. And how can you not respect people who are successful and they choose to stay within their hometown? How many people flood to those big cities 
to open up practices and forget about the people back at home? Why not build your own community? How many people run their ass from the north to the south? Let's have real conversations. Mm. How many people from the north run to Houston? How many people from the north run to Atlanta? How many people from the north run to um to Miami and so on and so forth? Those are places where Black people have the opportunity to succeed. I'm not saying there's absolutely no racism because racism is this country, but there's a reason why you have so many imports in these big Southern cities where the natives is like, y'all really can get the fuck out, to be honest. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) so we don't learn other than she's divorced and she's building out her own practice. I'm going to be honest. Her contractor, that white man, he was fine. Yeah, he was. <laughs> so he was some, of, some of that rubbed me the wrong way. And I'm going to tell you why. I'm all for, I get the interracial, interracial relationship part. But when she said the reason why her and her ex-husband did not work and backstory, so I did a little research. They said when they first start filming or when the idea of the show first came about, she was still married. So this is why it's really hard for her to adjust because I think the divorce hit right when they started filming. Mm. The Mm. end of the divorce was there. So it makes a lot more sense of why it's still so fresh for her. Mm. Mm. And she met him and met, so I pulled up, they pulled up a whole article. She met him in dental school. She I forget where she went to undergrad, but she went to, I guess, University of Mississippi or something like that, dental school. She met him there. They dated all that time. They get married. He played minor league baseball and was a dentist too. So her whole life was with him. And then she said, this is what she said on the show, that something about the outside forces of being in an interracial relationship in the South was a problem. Yeah, I remember that, yes. So my problem is you just getting out of one and you couldn't, deal with it and you're ready to run back into another with i mean i'm not saying that but maybe think twice before starting another relationship with somebody in the south that's white because you're gonna have the same exact problems you can't tell me you're not that's, and that's maybe just point. take some time and heal yeah. and figure out what you want for real i'm wondering if it's still a door for them to get back together because why else would her dad say have you talked to him did he reach out to you usually dads would be like nah Fuck him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Especially yeah. a dad in the South. Dad in the South be like, so do you want me to shoot him with the left barrel or the right? <laughs> right. So when when he said that, I was wondering if maybe they divorced too quickly. They didn't really get a chance well, to try you to work said it, it just, you, you said it yourself between the idea coming about and the taping of the show starting they went through the through the whole divorce. So it was like the divorce had to be like wham bam, thank you, ma'am, quick. That's how um, it sounded. Because shows like this, um once the idea comes up and stuff like that, it's not too far behind them filming. Mm-hmm. So it was like uh yeah, they, they got a strike while they huh? wasn't. Yeah. They was together then they wasn't. So I mean Good luck, I guess, girl. But maybe give some give give some chocolate dick a try. <laughs> I would have liked her to have a black contractor too. If you and Jackson, this is a half a million yeah. dollar contract. I would have liked her to swing those dollars some to a black business. She gives we me... know they exist because we yeah. see with Love in Huntsville, um, Love yes. in Huntsville. Yeah. She gives me black girl in a white sorority too. I really like her. I do, but I think 
she's trying to step out on a limb and get more in, involved with black people, maybe. I can see that, well, yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, she, damn go, she damn sure gonna get a taste with these women. <laughs> Continue, Candace. Well, yeah, now, and we got the scammer of the show, Letitia Pearson, CEO of the National, <laughs> the National Women's Brunch Organization. What um, is that? What uh, is that? You have scam a scam empowerment seat. brunch. Let's go. Scam empowerment brunch. I side out anybody who puts a lot of stock into quote unquote empowerment brunches. Um, it should not read. First of all, I believe, I feel honestly, that empowering of women, sharing resources, sharing contacts and information, I don't think that should be at the expense of the audience you're trying to reach. Um, Because the whole purpose of empowering other women is a lot of times the women you're empowering don't have access to those resources. So monetizing it always makes me side eye people a little bit. I feel like there's a way to fundraise so that you can have these empowerment brunches, but I'm almost a hundred percent certain that she founded her network and she charges people for these brunches. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Now her intentions were good because she wants to revitalize fair street, which is an iconic black neighborhood in Jackson, Mississippi And she's trying to get other black women to pull their resources, which I've heard of that. Um, Jeremy, isn't that what, uh, what you call it was doing on love and hip hop before they house got foreclosed on Chrissy. Yep. Like she was a part of a network of women who pull their resources together and buy property and rehab it and sell it. Yep. The thing with that is though, when you revitalize something, how are you seeking to revitalize it? Are you seeking to revitalize it in a way that people who once were there cannot afford to be there anymore? Mm. Or are you seeking to re- Are you seeking to revitalize it in a way that you can bring community back so that people can be a so that the people who were there can continue to be there and be a part of it? I had some questions about that because intent is always different from the actions that you end up taking um she didn't say what her intention was but when people seek to bring neighborhoods back most times they do it in a way where the people they drive the people there out of those areas so Mm -hmm. i mean i have some questions gentrification and miss um empowerment brunches gives me bad vibes with that her husband glenn the tugboater i just <laughs> tow boater, whatever it was called. I don't know. <laughs> Tugboater, Tugboater. So, but I looked up the profession. The captains make six figures. So I'm assuming that even the regular people are making at least ninety thousand dollars. The captain's making like 150, 115 to 150. So he might make Any, a good salary. Yeah. Anybody that works offshore, they tend to make good money because they never home. Yeah. But they 28 never home, days, home. 28 days straight of not seeing him. I, I wouldn't. And you don't even trust him. Did you hear what she said? She said, I quote wrote yes. this down because this shocked me. We've gone through infidelity. That's a conflict They've that been men ma- and I were on. going through daily. They have only been married three years. 
and have and have all of these issues. Mm. And how are you I, if you're struggling with mm. infidelity daily daily and he's not there? Who who he fucking on that tugboat is the real <laughs> question. Right. Like, it's the fuck boat, that's what it is. <laughs> on the fuck. <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> Maybe we'll bust another nut. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that was the first like I think we were introduced to her like first, first and I was yeah. like oh I can see what this series is gonna be about we gonna yeah. we about to see real fast how dating dating down is a lot of these women's downfall and then the good times just kept rolling because then we meet Latrice who what's her nickname Miso Mizo Musu she <laughs> Is that what she said? Yeah, she got like a a nickname. She don't go by Latrice. Um, (laughs) The only thing I remember is her calling her husband, her old ass husband, Zaddy. Let me go talk to Zaddy. I'm girl by. I'm going to be honest. Um, Her hair did not give me million dollar tea. (laughs) Like her hair, anybody wearing her bundles or her wigs. I was like, really? Those are the goddess lengths? (laughs) <laughs> um it's too bad out of hair i've seen i think it was okay i get it what was yeah though. it was definitely it, it wasn't was okay. six hundred dollar hair though it wasn't six hundred dollar hair it wasn't six hundred dollar hair i love the idea of a vending machine i thought that was brilliant that was um, very innovative and it's a great way a, for her to branch out across the country yeah especially in a in a in a panchini like you ain't got to go in nobody's beauty supply store. You can just go go to the vending machine, get your bundles, and go. Love yes. it. Yes. Love Very it. Innovative. Very innovative. Her husband don't like her. <laughs> her Daddy husband don't child. like her. Daddy don't. Daddy don't like her. I'm more like grumpy. I have more questions. He's twenty years her senior. She's mm. in her early thirties, I think, and they've been together. They've been married like six years or five years, she said, but they've been together for like 11. Mm-hmm. So he got with you when you were, what, 19, 20, maybe? Mm, that yes. Math look, that math looking looking a little funky, don't it, Ronnie? Because I said the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And this old yeah. man got you calling him daddy, like not daddy, mm-hmm. like we about to go fuck, I'm going to call you daddy. But like in everyday conversation, you talk to your employees, talking about daddy on his way. No, that's some, mm-hmm. she got some daddy issues there. That's mm-hmm. what I was picking up. That nigga is a creep. That nigga and, is definitely a predator. Um, and he called and her fake she, on TV. <laughs> yeah, I told you daddy don't like her because she was like, I don't know about going these women fake. And he was like, you should fit right in then. <laughs> it's, excuse me? And he had her stutter. She said, don't call me fake. And she was upset. She was. Mm-hmm. It's not gonna Honestly, be too long. She's gonna get in her forties, and he's gonna leave her for a younger woman. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would he, love. Uh, I think he gave her the money for that for that business, the startup money. Yeah, I would love to do some digging in today background because I guarantee you he's been married before, mm-hmm. and it was to a younger woman. And when she got a certain age, he divorced her and found another young woman and groomed her and threw money at her and when Latrice get older he's gonna repeat the process because that's what niggas like him do they didn't say anything about kids I didn't hear them mention it 
I didn't hear them mention it, but he doesn't like her very much. Um, and he's controlling. Imagine asking anybody if you could go somewhere at your big age. She like, why y'all don't invite me nowhere? And her stylist looked behind her and was like, that's why. <laughs> and I was like, ooh. <laughs> then we meet Marie Hamilton Abstin, <laughs> CEO of uh, Hamilton Davis Mental Health. I got some choice words for her. Um, One, I think it's, again, like we said, it's beautiful that you are providing mental health services in underserved communities for underserved people, women and children, black men, um, people who often don't have access to mental health with people they can trust. Because... A lot of times you want to receive services from people that look like you mm-hmm. because our, our life experiences are totally different. Sometimes th- sometimes you can look at a white person and, and be like, it ain't shit you could tell me about me. Correct. Um, so different. yeah, I really like what she's doing. However, the way she fucking carried on about even, that even fucking before hair. that, even before that. So she said she was telling her background of why mental health is important to her with her mother. But for somebody who's pursuing a PhD in the industry has opened up a big office. You say, I still don't understand though, why my mother picked her addiction over her kids. That's a red flag. So you don't get it. You don't understand because I'm not saying I can understand from a child's point of view or from a daughter's point of view. Like I'm upset. From a professional's professional's point of view, you know better at this point. Yes, addiction is literally will take you away from everything. And the fact that she cannot grasp that tells me a lot about her. Well, we Come see on, how Ronnie she acted the- at that. We see how she acted at that brunch. And that that turned me off. Um, and she reminded me, I'm gonna be honest, she reminded me of that bitch that Twitter used to go up for the big buck tooth therapist Quinn who scammed everybody out of her uh out their money for her tacky Paris wedding. Oh no. Well, um, (laughs) well, um, that's who she remind me of. Let me tell you, nice weather we have, everybody. (laughs) We know, we know. Listen, she started talking about she got the hair from Goddess Lamps, it was stringy, it was, it felt like it had a lot of synthetic fiber in it, and the hair did not look good. I'll be completely honest about it, I agree with her with that. But why not contact the company? Well, I have a few things. One, you, so she says she went into the store. She liked the hair. She touched the hair. She gets the hair and she gives the hair to another person to make a unit. Did you not question them first? Did they take your good hair, give you some raggedy shit and gave it back to you? Why are you automatically going past that person and going back from the store when you said yourself you liked the hair in the store? The other mm. part is she keeps she has a salon attached to the store. I am almost certain one of those people in that salon makes wigs. Yep. Even even if that is the same hair, and sometimes the you know, anybody has to have weave. Sometimes when you wash it and all that kind of shit, it don't do not look as good as when you first got it. Cool, no, it no big deal. Again. Why not 
contact the business through customer service and see what can be done about the situation. And I'm with you, Ronnie. Something like I don't believe it's even the same hair because if I get some hair and I wash it and and the shit just start turning to plastic, I'm about to call. I'm about to call the company up. But yeah, you don't know if that hair was switched out if the person that made your unit took your good ass hair and gave you some some pack hair. <laughs> I agree with everything y'all saying. Also, I just found it weird that she was complaining that she couldn't find a way to connect with these girls or talk with these girls. And this is what you choose to do in order to make conversation. Girl, we are at brunch. And this is... <laughs> You an older lady pursuing your PhD and you telling me the first thing that comes to mind to address a problem is standing like sit at a room full of people and complain about somebody else's business because if somebody did that about her mental health facility she'd be ready to fight mm-hmm. yeah she to me it I she came across as the, the villain of the show and then we got the radio host Tambra Sheree we don't really learn too much about her yet um, she has bad lipstick choices. I want I want her to be better. Ooh. Oh, ooh. Uh, mm. I, I like you know that. I, I like Can I be spirit. honest? Light skinned women just think they could wear any kind of makeup if we being honest. Like they'd be like, oh yeah, this lime green look good and it don't be looking good. See Keisha K. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. Uh, uh, <laughs> um all skin tones have to make good decisions when it comes to makeup. Know the lipstick that works for you just because just because it's there doesn't mean you should. Yeah. Um, but let we get to this brunch. And again, um, I wouldn't have gone, honestly. But wait, I'm not did we this- talk about Dr. Marie's family? Did you see her no. little household full of people that were living off of her? Ooh, nope. Mm. I, I mean, I saw it, but I ain't talk about it because she talking about we going to be billionaires, not at the rate you going. She got four kids, I think seven to 21, three grandkids, which I'm assuming is the 21-year-old, all living in her house and a husband of three years that looks like he don't work. Good luck, everybody. Ain't she the one that's like, I don't need you to, I got my own money, I don't need you to wind and dine me. I need you to contribute. Well, bitch, if Mike talking about, I wish somebody would tell me that, and I'd be like, well, shit, bitch, treat me then. Fuck on the three game babies living in the house. Ain't nobody else got another household? I I guess, and my thing is, but again, more red flags, like you said, Ronnie. So not only as a professional, have you not taken any, um, any opportunities to understand what addiction means professionally. Um, you seem to be raising a household full of non-self-sufficient adults. Because when you start making babies and shit, you should be working. You should be trying to build your own household where you can raise your own kids. I don't know, honey. And I ain't talking about putting them out on the street. But yeah. there's a certain level of responsibility that comes with with making babies. We and walk part in of that and is your husband you is babysitting to... your grandbaby. Where the father at? Or the whoever's child it is, I'm assuming it's the oldest. Cause yeah. he's the only one old enough. Yeah, like it's it's very weird. 
Um, so I I do look forward to that storyline, but they ain't give us enough to build with yet. So I was like, mm, I'll wait. <laughs> but we get to this brunch and they all dress like uh Scarlett O'Hara from Gone with the Wind. And <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Lyle, Dr. Um Antoinette, the only one like, damn, I ain't dressed right. No, you was the only one dressed right. Uh, right, because all the rest of them are dressed dress like Cruella Deville. They dress, they dress like like they in modern day slavery or some shit. Like that wasn't it. <laughs> hey, they, right. um, Leticia, she was bragging about it being at a country club, which I'm sure a country club in Mississippi has been very restrictive up until the probably about a couple years ago. Yeah. Why would you have it there? Thank you. How is that black empowerment? That's that's slavery. That's why I said I'm uh that's why I said I'm on the fence about this whole revitalizing this neighborhood shit because you really not even patronizing black organizations. Mm. I wouldn't have hosted a, a brunch at a country club. I would have tried to find a, a venue owned by black people mm-hmm. with black staff, with black chefs, with something. Um and we know they could have had that clubs. at somebody's house. It wasn't that fancy. They could have had that at somebody's house. Uh, I mean, and we also know country clubs was built to keep black people out of them. Right. Oh. You right, exactly. So like y'all could have had this at somebody's house, like Ronnie said. Dr. Especially Marie, if- girl. <laughs> she girl. was like little Bo Peep walking in there talking, about, I'm about to make a statement. You did. <laughs> And that statement what, was that statement. What did Doctor Lyle say? She said, "I don't. I missed the mark, but I don't look like that." And she was not lying, because girl, what the fuck was that? You up here looking like little Bo Peep? Like what the fuck is wrong with you? With your big ass goddamn age, this motherfucker. And I still, <laughs> I still got questions about the hair because that wig didn't look bad. It didn't. So if I really hated the hair, let me tell you what I would have did. It wouldn't be on my head. Hello. I would have pulled about backup wig, pulled in a ponytail, something. Some something makes about what, her story off. Which makes what she did at the damn brunch even dumber. And she looked at was it Latrice mm-hmm. and Antoinette yeah. and decided they're having too much fun over there. I'm not included. Let me bring them down a notch. That's what it came off as. Mm-hmm. It absolutely came off that way. They, it came off as they not respecting my hat, so let me start up some mess. <laughs> this girl, don't nobody give a fuck about you over there looking like a goddamn Final Fantasy wizard. <laughs> she said, what, what SNS said, what was the uh, inspiration behind the hat? She said, Southern Belle. I'm the Belle. I was like, no, you were the I want to talk to your ass either. Exactly, like the vibes that she gave off is just like everybody has to kiss my rings. And girl, I I put on my drawers one leg at a time, just like you. If you don't get out my goddamn face, absolutely. Um, I got a whole issue with a mental health professional going out of her way to publicly embarrass a woman. Over an issue she did not know you had. Say it again. Now, you never met this girl, and the first thing you do is attack her business at a woman's empowerment br- a brunch. Over, over hair, she didn't know you had a problem with. 
things might have been totally different had you contacted customer service, had you tried to contact her personally because you in a circle of women, somebody had to have her personal number and she totally blew you off, totally ignored you, totally gave you her ass to kiss, gave you some shit customer service. And then maybe then, but even still as a mental health professional, you are held to a different standard with how you embrace and treat people because you should literally be a walking, talking example of being better, not bitter. All she had to do was say, can I talk to you for a second? Take her to the yeah, side she- and have a discussion. And you know what? Honestly, you waited so long to say something. I probably wouldn't have gave a fuck. I'm gonna be honest. Because if I if something <laughs> is off, like purchases have return dates and and shit like that. How long did it take for that wig to be made? How long? How long did you complain about the hair once you got the wig back? Did you wear That's the wig whole before aggression. you? This it was is just some so bullshit. Weird. Ugh. Who does that? It was weird. She wanted a show. She wanted a show and she looked like Sideshow Bob. Correct. Leticia disappointed me. You keep saying your friend does a lot. You know she does too much. You sit down and you kiki and egg her on and then act surprised that they want to leave. Because she said, this something's wrong with this hair. Who did this hair? You knew what she was doing. All you had to say was, this is not the time or place, friend. Do you want to talk to her in the corner? Or can we talk about this later? Mm-hmm. Everybody got a friend that do too much. Everyone does. You shut them down before they get there. Cause she, cause she too wanted it to be a spectacle in the show, yeah. and that's how you know that they not friends. That she, they not friends. That's an ass kisser. Yeah. Cause anybody that got a lick of sense and that's an actual friend would be like, "Girl, what the fuck are you doing?" At the my hair, at- you couldn't even see it under that big ass hat, so it wasn't like you I- said. <laughs> you didn't need need to talk about it because it wasn't a highlight of your damn outfit. I mean, if if we're being honest, the outfit itself wasn't a highlight, but that's me for Nobel. <laughs> and then you say, yeah, I think you should just go then. What part of the game is this for, you know, your friend's trying to do something. Is she trying to build her little business, however fake it may be? <laughs> <laughs> Everybody that was sitting at that table, the extras were sitting there like, are you serious? Like, I know y'all fucking lying. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we can already tell who is going to be the, the Kenya and the Cynthia of this series. We already pinpointed yeah. in the first goddamn episode. I and just, then that, that and lady in the yellow said, I think she should apologize. She said, I'm not going to apologize for who I am. So you just a rude bitch and you okay with that. Let's get to the root. Let's get, let, let's get to the meat and potatoes. This is what you show your daughters how you act towards mm-hmm. other women. As a professional. As a doctor of mental health. This is what this is what you present to the world. Okay, cool. All right. Well, let, we'll have none of that. Um, I will not be going to your services. I would have got up and left too. Time she, I, I'm not surprised she left Antoinette like a little lab dog. I'm not gonna stay here with you. And you done talked about my friend. Right. And you Hang said on. this talk, calling her a lap dog. Meanwhile, your friend that said they that they know you do a lot, and sometimes they have to pull you to the side is not pulling you to the side. The call is coming from inside that big ass hat. This is why Tambra <laughs> didn't want to host that uh event. She kept saying she had something else to do. She knew. Mm-hmm. She damn sure knew, and I'm glad she knew. Cause uh uh-uh. uh, no, I'm not playing. You will pass. Like a, 
You up here looking like a goddamn big ass ball of pillow bitch. Not talking to me crazy, girl. <laughs> fuck you. Did you hear those words again. of affirmations they had? I am yeah. pretty. <laughs> I like myself. Latrice wasn't wrong. You like, is okay, smart. Yeah. You is kind. You is, kind. <laughs> <You> is impotent. <laughs> goddamn slave empowerment brunch. What the fuck is this? Y'all first are, things you first. You are thirty six. Yeah, it was very weird. And again, and they did it with a like, cup of water because Antoinette said wasn't no liquor on that table. The only mimosa was in the host's hand. Mm. See, nah, I'm not being associated with that bullshit. And if I was Latrice, I would have left too because I'm not about to argue with you. I'm not about to argue with you about an issue I did not know you had until our first meeting. When if you were really adamant about letting me know there was an issue with your hair, you would have contacted the customer service. And she didn't lie when she said you don't get to be, I don't know how profitable her business is. I don't know if she's putting on, but she said you don't get to be as I am with the vending machines with a fake product. And I believe her when she says, you know what I'm saying? I stand behind what I have. I absolutely do. And the other part is when you when you selling so much hair, and and I believe she probably do, I, I hope that she has a quality analysis quality control team that looks at every bundle that come through the door but sometimes you're gonna miss something and if you make you a are. mistake okay you're gonna miss some sometimes but you didn't even give this woman a chance to rectify the situation because at no point have you contacted her company to say hey i washed my hair it did not look how it looked afterwards i didn't use any chemicals just shampoo let it air dry whatever the case may be and it's it it just looks terrible. What how can we do this? Can I bring it in? Have you look at it? What can I do with this? You didn't do any of that. You waited till you got into a public setting full of other black women trying to embarrass her. You the bozo. And then you say she I don't look buy, bad. I, I, you do. I don't need your money. I can buy all of it out of stock. What is your we'll point with that, saying bitch. that? You should have did that. You should have went and bought six hundred dollar mo uh, bundles of hair. Since you so big, bad, and rich, bitch, go buy some more and see if you that shit better next time. Waves need to reconsider your looks anyway. Mm. Well, you need to figure out why you got stay stay at home kids and y'all and and grandparent. Listen, girl, fuck you. And a stay at home um, husband who don't work. Talking about why you can't do this? Why I build this up? A girl, that's a son. I thought that was that other lady. Oh, I hope it looked like it could be her too. Both of them have some, all of them have some terrible spouse. The only one who's doing okay is the one going through a divorce from what it's saying for me. Yeah. Mm. Honestly. You ain't telling no lies. Well, that was it for the Bell Collective. I'm looking forward to um to the rest of this season. Um, I wasn't disappointed in the premiere. And a lot of times when the premiere whack, I just kind of clock out. So yeah. I wasn't upset. And now we finally going to go west to to Mormon Mayhem in <laughs> Salt Lake City. First things first. Um, I love the energy or lack thereof that Lisa and Meredith are giving Jen and Whitney and them. Um, it would be so easy to be arguing with them and fussing and fighting with them 
But it, they like, if I didn't say it, I ain't saying nothing about that. I'm not finna argue with you about it. Basically. Um, <laughs> which gives they like, me the I'm... energy, which gives me the energy that it's true that they ain't say that shit, or at least they didn't say what Mary said said that they said. Yeah, cause I feel like I feel like if it was any truth to it, at some point we would have seen them calling Mary. Like, why would you do that? We would have fe- would have seen something. They like, I'm not about to engage in this shit. I didn't say that, so kiss my ass. I could go be around other rich bitches. Correct. AKA (laughs) each other. (laughs) Like, I could be around other rich women. I don't have to sit up here and argue with you you bitches. And they told their husbands, their husbands laughed it off like, yeah, this shit is immature. And they called it a day. And they go to dinner. That's pretty much all we see of them. And they Throwing their little rich women events and shit, which I thought that dinner shit was cool. I agree. Um, that shit looked really enjoyable. Um, but what really weirded me out in all of this was Heather feeling like Heather's issue was that you got a problem with Jen wanting to be friends with Lisa and Meredith. Does she won't want to continue to be your friend? Okay, you I'm are glad forty we... fucking years old. I'm glad we're here, and I'm glad we can start off this because honestly, this is gonna trickle down to the rest of this to, to the rest of these stupid motherfuckers. Heather, Miss Mounds, Miss Mamas, your whole thing is you don't like that Jen wants to be in the company and friends with Lisa and Meredith, who you feel are are being fake friends because they talked behind Jen's back, according to Mary who you and Whitney still do not even know if that shit was true or not. So all you stupid motherfuckers are just running with something that one motherfucker said who ain't even around for all the fallout about this shit. Mary sitting up in her tacky ass house with her grand fucking her goddamn grandfather just laughing because all this shit is stupid and all you motherfuckers is losing your goddamn minds over something that she said that y'all don't even know is true or not. Y'all are 40 fucking years old and dumb as a box of goddamn rocks and i am tired tired let me tell you let's let's be honest here i understand that your marriage ended poorly you are you were married to a mormon you were used to being at his beck and call and him controlling you and telling you what you can and can't do um but love yourself pour pour into yourself find you something to do because friendship from women who go around tearing down other women should not be your priority. I'm not trying to be funny, but what will be doing on Jen's fucking friendship? She's a backstabbing bitch. What, what should it matter? Furthermore, Mary is a goddamn liar. Mary won't tell the truth to save her life about how and why she got with Robert Sr. And I don't know why you would take anything she says at face value. Like, he hello. is still lying and talking about her grandmother put it in a will for her to marry Robert Sr. Who and the fuck her does own that? goddamn uncle has come forward to say that is not true. <laughs> Did he really? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you follow Brooke on Twitter, the Brooke Ash. Yeah. Um, but right as Salt Lake City was gearing up to start, um, her uh, Mary's uncle or adopted uncle because her grandmother had four kids and adopted two 
and mm-hmm. he is the adopted son of Mary's grandmother. And he spoke to Brooke and was like, it was never in the will for Mary to uh, get with Robert Sr. Um, Robert Sr., Mary damn near was fighting her mom to be with Robert Sr. Um, it was never in the will. He shysted the kids um, because Mary's grandmother and Robert Sr. had no kids together. So all of those were his stepchildren. But Mary's mom was trying to get with Robert Sr. And Mary scooped in and got with Robert Sr. It's a whole bunch of fucking dysfunction. But there is no will. There is no paper. There is no proof, no documentation that she was supposed to get with Robert Sr. And get the the family inheritance. Mm -hmm. Um, So her sitting on TV constantly saying that's what her grandmother wanted. And that was how it was supposed to go. It's all bullshit. It's all a lie. Which is why her talking about get yes, Lisa and Meredith said it. I would never. I I don't lie. I don't. I I always. I tell only the truth. tell the truth. You a motherfucker lie because you lying about how you got with this old ass nigga. Y'all don't even live in the same house. Robert Senior live in a whole nother house in Salt Lake City. And you over there? They in don't that even live together. Mansion. And that tacky ass. Let me tell you something. If you gonna talk glamour bitch shit, everything has to go together. Talking about you love fashion and you always love style. I can't tell. You got motherfucking shoe racks in a bedroom from Bed Bath and Beyond. A real bridge <laughs> bitch would have had that whole house, would have had that house demo to turn two or three of them rooms into a goddamn closet. Talking about you always had a sense of style. How and you always looking dusty? You got all this motherfucking money and you up here looking like an extra from gloom and doom. I know you fucking lying to me, Mary Crosby. It's them dry wigs for me. <laughs> it's them flyaways on them wigs for me. <laughs> it's the foundation don't match her hands for me. Her neck and her face never look like her hands for me. Well, when you bleach Heather has a whole skincare spa and your skin looking dry. That you saw it's them crazy ass. It's them crazy ass eyes for me that's always jittering from side to Ooh. goddamn side. She definitely looks goddamn definitely eyes looks. doing the stanky leg. Fuck you. You a liar. <laughs> she definitely and looks I don't like know. <laughs> Candace, she look like she, what, Jeremy? I would say she definitely looks like she'll like how do I say this? Like if <laughs> she looks like one of those people that like if you fall asleep around her and you happen to wake up, she'll be looking you dead in your face. <laughs> Awesome, like hello, Clarice type shit. That's what she gives me. She creepy as hell. Mm-hmm. Her, her son looks like a little like, yeah, this is my mama, but I'd rather not be here. <laughs> so yeah, I something mean, off about her. So that's why I'm sitting up here like I'm side high and Whitney and Heather because y'all really putting a lot of energy into into some shit that you didn't even hear come out these two ladies' mouths. Mary said it and Mary could have been Mary could have been fucking improvising and just saying some shit let's break it down let's break it down Mary who y'all know don't like Jen and vice versa told y'all that two women who are who who are not Mary or Jen said that they don't like Jen or they scared of Jen or whatever the fuck and you took that as fact 
Meanwhile, the two women in question don't even know what the fuck y'all talking about, have not confirmed it, ain't worried about it. Meanwhile, y'all are making this goddamn crusade that we need to we need to have Jens back because these bitches is fake. Meanwhile, the only reason we had even had this blow up at Sharif's party is because y'all two mother stupid motherfuckers took it upon y'all selves to do this. Meanwhile, Mary even said, even now granted she said it in her confessionals, but Mary herself said, why the fuck did y'all do that at that party? That was not cool. Okay, I had that in my notes. Like even when Mary's saying like, yeah, that was that was wrong as fuck. You're wrong. Eddie Long, you're wrong. All right. <laughs> All right, <laughs> all right, you, you are so fucking annoying. <laughs> you see what I put over with, Ronnie? <laughs> oh, it, it was, it was just, it was just, I was really... just looking at my TV. Well, correction, I was looking at my phone screen, I was watching on my phone, but. I was just looking at my screen in disbelief of how stupid you motherfuckers could be. Nigga, the motherfucker that is the orchestrator of all this mess is looking at y'all like, why did y'all do that? If that is not a sign or inkling that you're fucked up, I don't know what is. Because nigga, now granted, Jen is a motherfucking bozo. (laughs) She is an absolute fucking bozo. However, that was not the fucking time or place for you to do that shit. You could have chose what ain't ain't the purpose of these shows is for y'all to go to brunch or go to dinner and 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 be messy and shit and stupid. Like ain't that the the real housewives protocol? Let's go to brunch, let's go meet up for dinner, you know, or fake meet up for dinner and then let's be messy. That's what you do on these shows. You don't do that shit at nobody's fucking birthday party. No, you yeah. don't. You don't. You don't at all. Really Whitney don't. stupid ass up here like, Jen, you just need to take accountability. Imagine the motherfucker who started the mess when there didn't need to be no mess saying you need to take accountability. I know you fucking lying to me. I didn't see the episode, but ima- you know how hard Whitney goes for her husband. So imagine if somebody, and I like Whitney a lot, but imagine if somebody ruined her husband Justin's birthday because you know how seriously she takes those. No, no, let's be honest. Remember how p- kind of pissy she was with Lisa for the bartenders um, breaking yeah. shit at the reception? Yeah, 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 yeah. She, she went out her way to make sure Lisa knew that her bartenders got a little tipsy and started having more fun at the reception than the guests. Yeah. So, like, girl, come the fuck on. Two, th- two things. It's Jen needs to be needs to hold herself accountable for her inability to have any type of control over her emotions, especially when you telling us you on medication. What's going now, I do on? Agree with that. Yes, I do agree. But, with that. but you had no business bringing that shit up at, at no birthday party. And even Jen said it. You could have told me yes the day before yesterday. You could tell me the day after. You didn't have to tell me at the party. You did. However, you're not Jen. You're not about to sit up here and blame that woman for the disarray your marriage is in because <laughs> once we see the conversation you had with Sharif, it is obvious y'all have had some deep-rooted shit going on for a very long time that had nothing to do with nobody. And it absolutely explains why you running around 
focused on Meredith's marriage because your shit in disarray. And we said this. We was like yeah. some fucked up in Jen marriage because she is too focused on Meredith and Seth marriage. Yeah. Well, that man's never there. That man is not a coach of a top 10 division school. As far as I know, it's not. I never see them play. He's never there. That says a lot. God damn, right. I'm not saying, listen, I love sports. I was paid attention to sports in college too. He will be home by dinner for the most part. God damn. <laughs> I don't never see them play. I mean, scream. <laughs> when the last time you said go Utah? Have you seen the time like talking about Utah was going against anybody? We hear about UNLV, Vegas, at least basketball wise. We don't hear anything about no Utah school, as far as I don't. Points will be amazing. I mean, <laughs> she's making saying. points. So the, just the, the matter of factness of it all is what got me screaming. She's not lying. <laughs> but goddamn. And then, because I was telling Candace before this, I'm only on episode eight. So she's saying to Whitney, or who did she say it to? One of the girls, she said, no, she was telling us in the confessional. Her her marriage almost fell apart after her dad died because she was, I guess, acting out stuff. So that says a lot to me, regardless that the man made you get help. He knew you was going through a lot and he was willing to walk away. Mm. That, so they go to like, first of all, Whitney takes Jen and um, Heather. Heather to a hot spring spa which that should look very fun to me. If you ever get a chance to go to a hot springs, go. It's like being in a hot tub, but it's just natural. It feel good, all that kind of stuff. And yeah. in this, this is when Jen just starts blaming Whitney um, for her marriage falling apart and yeah. what they well, went through. Initially, she, start, she says that was fucked up that you did that at the party, which it was. Then she loses it, us and everybody saying that that was the reason for the, the, the marriage falling apart. No, the fuck it wasn't. It absolutely was not. No, it wasn't. If you want to say, because regardless, even though I don't like Jen, I absolutely feel like she was right to be mad at Whitney because that was some messy ass fuck shit that didn't need to happen at that damn party. However, did not. However, when you start go being like, and that's the reason Sharif is not talking to me. Now, Sharif not talking to you because he don't like you. You know what this sounds like when Khloe Kardashian tried to blame Jordan Woods for her relationship I, and her family yes. falling apart. Yes. And everybody said, hold on. Yes. <laughs> yes. That man was cheating on you before. Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, Ronnie. Yes. Yes, That's what it's you giving. called it. You nailed it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Nailed it. Then this motherfucker gets so mad, she got down, splashed the water on the motherfucking cameraman. The cameraman like, bitch, what did you do? <laughs> cameraman said, why you splash me? She talking about, that's what you get when you film me in a bathtub. First of all, bitch, this a hot springs. Don't try to make me look like no motherfucking pervert, hoe. Now, you in a goddamn hot springs with a goddamn swimming suit on and sandals. Now, bitch, don't try to play in my face. Secondly, second, second of all, I ain't tell yeah. you to get your motherfucking ass in the goddamn hot tub to begin with. Second of all, your marriage is in disarray because you're a bozo. And when she gets home, well, Whitney apologizes and she didn't mean it. Right. Um, but she apologized because as the girl said, even as Mary said, the bitch can't never take accountability without having a full-fledged meltdown. 
Mm-hmm. That's that's again proving Mary Crosby right. Yeah, you even though the callers come from keep, inside the house. Yeah, you real fucked up when Mary keep making a fool out of you. Yeah, but that's my um, point though. She making a fool out of all the girls except Felicia and Mary because all of them are arguing, spiraling, being fucking stupid. Meanwhile, Mary is nowhere to be found. She just in her tacky ass house, just laughing. Like that's what's like. Everybody is stupid. Jen stupid. Heather stupid. Whitney stupid. Like y'all, yeah, they mama stupid. They grandma they... stupid. They kids stupid. <laughs> they husband stupid. They dog stupid. Everybody fucking stupid. Because Mary wouldn't stupid. be baiting me. Everybody. Meanwhile, Lisa and Meredith is like, girl, we over here having lunch with our husbands and dinner. Like we ain't got time for this shit. Like all of y'all are stupid. Whitney, you st- Whitney, you stupid for believing Mary at face value and being messy at a at a party that has shit to do with shit. Heather, you stupid for not with your strong ass face. You stupid for not standing up in the shit telling that Whitney oh, that she's fucking wrong. Jen, you stupid because you can't control your goddamn emotions and you don't have you can't take no accountability for the fact that you act out all the goddamn time. All of y'all are just stupid. For various different reasons, but y'all, the common denigrator is that y'all are all stupid. The common decrackinator. Correct. Thank you, friend. Yes, the common decrackinator is y'all all all are stupid, and you got strong faces. I'm always here for you. Um, (laughs) Yeah, it was really is really weird. And then finally, Sharif comes home. First of all, y'all some different type of bitches. Because I don't give a fuck how mad that you nigga in no this room home. is. I see where you going? <laughs> hmm You bring you gonna bring your motherfucking ass home? You've been gone for three days. Where the fuck you been at? In mm. some pussy. Yeah. Even if you mad at me, you got a kid that's in this goddamn house. Hello. They got a big house. You can take your ass to the other end of the house, but you better be in this house. Better be Hello. in this motherfucking house. Sharif comes home after three days. He is mad at Jen because she drinks, and when she drinks, she can't control her emotions. Valid. Very valid. Valid reason to be upset. However. However. You still need to be in this motherfucking house. You still need to be in this fucking house. So maybe, he's never there as it is, and you decide the time that you're supposed to be here to I, leave anyway? Come on, Ronnie. Come on, Ronnie. Yeah. Come on. Yep. That's he exactly got another it. family. He got another you, family. You know who he's giving? He is giving Ralph. He's giving he's giving he's Ralph. Definitely <laughs> giving Ralph tease. Loki kind of looked like him too. Well, if we being honest. If we telling the truth. Yeah. But yeah, he definitely got points about Jen's behavior, but nigga, also bring your ass in this house. Bring your ass home. And you got a whole nother family. You can't tell me otherwise, nigga. No, you can't. And you won't. And if you got another family, nigga, divorce this crazy ass lady and go on about your damn business. Hello. Because this shit here ain't it. At all. You up here, you up here playing, playing, playing Mr. and Mrs. Jones. Got a whole goddamn family on the other side of town and shit. Maybe in a whole, a whole nother state. 
Meanwhile, you can barely stand this motherfucker because she can't control her emotions and she turned into a goddamn Tasmanian devil. Nigga, divorce her and go be with your other family that make you happy. But be there for your kids because does he spend any time with his kids? Uh, no. Not from what we see. Not from what I could tell. Because the kids don't have a parent at this point. Jim be talking well, to the oldest son like he's a parent. Well, yeah. The oldest son is um in college and the youngest son is like 14 mm. or something of the sort. So yeah, you're absolutely right. Like he don't he don't be there. Right. And that was Jen's issue with him is that for critical moments, he, he let me tell you something. Jen's frustrations with him is valid. He did not go to her father's funeral. Yeah, you, you, you heard me right. He did not go to her father's funeral. We would not, we, we absolutely would not be married if you couldn't no. stop what you were doing to be there for me. In my time of need. And I'm losing, yeah. Cause and, running, and you can't tell me that you don't have no assistant coach. You don't have nobody that can't step in for you for a family emergency. Because as Ronnie has clearly pointed out, I ain't like they winning no damn games. Because who the fuck when the last time you heard of go Utah? <laughs> that shit is still fucking me. Because she ain't lie. Because she didn't lie. But like, this is the thing. Like, if Jen would learn to channel and communicate her emotions like an actual adult, if the if 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 she would go to some damn therapy. I still would not like her, but I wouldn't have as much of a problem with her as I do. I wouldn't like her, but I wouldn't have as much of a problem with her as I do. Because the things that she be feeling from this nigga is valid. Because nigga, again, again, bring your ass in this house. Jay rubbed me the wrong way when she, I'm sure her being other in Utah made her feel like a black person, but I don't like when people think they really understand what a black I mean, person was. Well, I mean, look, look who her friend was before the show, Mary Crosby. And we know Mary Crosby anti-black than the motherfucker. So Man, they, ain't she. But even Mary looked at her and said, yeah, I could tell you some stories. I don't think Jen has a full, you cosplaying sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. All the time, truthfully. Yeah. Yeah. All the times, yeah. truthfully, because ain't nobody ever, 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 never, ever, ever, ever told you. Are you black? Ain't a damn soul allowed done ever said that to no motherfucking gene. Not a, not a, not a damn soul done ever said that to no motherfucking gene that, oh, are you Beyonce? Not a damn one, not a damn soul has ever said that shit. Not a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Nobody has ever asked Jen, is she black? Ever. That's why we call bullshit when she got fake mad at um, Mary being anti-black because one, you was friends with her. So not only did you know how anti-black she was, you allowed it and you were still friends with her. And you exude anti-blackness yourself, so it was performative as fuck. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah. Which is why did they two, which is why they can't get along because they they they, they two sides of the same wig. Yep. That's why Jen, Jen talking about Mary, how crazy Mary is, the caller coming from inside the house. And Mary talking about how crazy Jen is, the caller coming from inside the house. The only difference between the two is that Jen is more volatile. That's it. Yep. That's, that's the only difference. Yep. And even with Mary, I feel like if you get Mary in the right situation, she'll turn into how volatile Jen is too. Especially you talk about her, talk about her fucking her damn granddad. I'm just waiting on it. Cause cause somebody gonna say it again. And she gonna turn right into Jen. And Jen probably gonna be in her confessionals. Like, I know you fucking lying. Um, I thought this was gonna be the season finale, but it's still another episode. Honestly, it should have been. Yeah. Cause I, I I would I I am I am entertained by it more than Atlanta, but that's not saying much. Not at this point. Not if we're not gonna get the the big confrontation we deserve between Mary and Jen. Yeah, they could leave us alone. Yeah, honestly and truly. Yeah, like the, the direction that was going had promise, but now we've just gotten into stupid territory at this point. Yeah, and yeah. I I want what y'all promised me. I want to see Jen and Mary really go at each other's necks. Exactly. Listen, so if Joe I can't Biden get that, I don't want nothing. Listen, Joe Biden and already lied to me. Don't y'all lie to me too. <laughs> Bye, y'all. We about to get out of here. <laughs> On that note. Thank Ronnie for coming through. It's been a pleasure. An amazing guest. As I said, we look forward to having you back. Um, you welcome anytime. But for sure, we'll see you back um, this spring. Mm-hmm. Um, because Jeremy gonna need some guidance because he really <laughs> shows his ass. So wow, wow. Well, I didn't lie, friend. I didn't lie. <laughs> I didn't lie. I mean, okay, you did, but damn. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw me under the bus, friend. Damn. I'm saying, need need you need a guiding hand. Um, bullshit. But um, Ronnie, tell the people where they could find you. Yeah, so I'm at Laronnie, so it's L A underscore Ronnie on Twitter. Same thing on Instagram. Not really on there, but you feel free to follow me. And yeah, I'm out here just. Tweeting how I feel about these shows, trying to stay in now, my are you an underscore on Instagram or is it all one word? It's all one word on Instagram. Okay. Okay. I'm make sure I put the ads in the show notes as well if you want to follow. Um, but don't be weird. Don't be weird. Cause some of y'all are. Um, yeah, we have enough weirdos. Indeed. Too many if you ask me. But um, we thank you for coming through. Y'all know where to find Jeremy. Um, he's somewhere getting dragged by his taint hair for having his rightful opinions <laughs> on on politics and such. He's somewhere acting Joe Biden like where my checks at. Yeah, actually, yes. Actually. <laughs> that reminds me. 
It's time to send out the app for the day. Excuse me, old white nigga. With that said, we'll see y'all back next week for more for more chaos and mayhem and and trash. Um, we out. Bye.